Dancing Off Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Lance Lewis. This is a podcast where I read you to sleep. I narrate short stories and classic literature in this deep and relaxing tone to help put that overactive mind at ease and allow you to doze off. This is episode number two of our December Christmas story list. Christmas in the Time of Billy Lee by Jardine Nolman. This was a short read, so I'll loop it one time for you to ensure you fall asleep and you stay asleep. As always, if you're here supporting, I appreciate you immensely. Funny thing, Mama and Daddy said they never even laid eyes on Billy Lee. They said he was just in my imagination. He was more than make-believe to me, though, whether they could see him or not. So my first wish, which I made on the brightest star in all the night, was that Mama and Daddy would know that he was real. When I told Billy Lee about my wish, He just said what he always did. Ellie, there is magic in believing in something good with all your heart. The day after Thanksgiving, Mama sent me to Grandma Tucker's with leftover turkey. Billy Lee walked along with me. He was like the little brother I'd never had, the best friend I'd always wanted. Every time I saw him, he had a story to tell. This time, he said it hadn't snowed in Septon's Creek for more than 50 years. I had to think about that. I couldn't remember snow ever falling. My parents had never talked about snow or the fun they had with it. All we got around here were ice storms and harsh, cold winds. 50 years, I said. How do you know that? Ask your grandmother, he said, smiling with his bright little smile. It was just like Billy Lee to know something I didn't, even though he was younger than me. I did ask Grandma, do you remember the snow? Of course I do. She pulled me close. It fell soft as feathers and turned everything sweet as sugar frosting. It made everyone feel light, she sighed, not like they are now. Then she got quiet. Is something wrong, Grandma? No, honey, just memories. Back in those days, folks were happy when snow fell. But then they got so busy, it seemed like they couldn't take the time to appreciate it. 
Some folks wished out loud that the snow would never come back, said it caused too much trouble, cost too much to clean up. Why does everything have to come down to money? I asked, thinking about my parents, who always seemed to be worried lately, talking together in hushed tones. It was almost like the snow knew it wasn't wanted anymore, and it just stopped coming. You have to appreciate a thing in order to keep on living with it. Then she brightened. But snow can make magical things happen. She whispered the next part in my ear. Plus, I know it's secret. Secret? Not everybody knows this, Ellie, but there is a mystery inside of snow. Tell me. There are angels hidden in the snow. When you unleash them, you unleash joy. How do you do that? When she told me, I said, that's hard to believe. She smiled. That's what makes it a mystery. I wish there was something I could do to make it snow again, I said. I do too. We need some magic around here nowadays. So, I decided I would try. In school the next week, Mrs. Bell taught us how to cut out paper snowflakes. At recess, I didn't go outside. I stayed at my desk and made a whole pile of them. And just like Grandma had told me, no two were alike. What are you going to do with these? Evan Mitchell asked. Decorate the trees on Peter's Peak, I blurted out. For Christmas and to let the snow know we wanted to come back. The words floated from my mouth before I had time to stop them. It's not going to snow just because you want it to, Eleanor, Evan said. My face stung. Carolyn Dorman stared at me. I wanted to say, I know, you have to do a whole lot more than that. But they would have laughed. When I got home, Billy Lee was waiting on my front porch. Close your eyes, Ellie, and hold out your hands. He teased, handing me a tiny object. When I opened my eyes, I saw that it was a folded piece of paper. It sparkled in the sunlight. Open it, he said. It was a snowflake, like the ones I made in school. But his was as delicate as lace. I held it to my cheek. I imagined those tiny pieces of lace floating down all around me, frosting everything in Septon's Creek. And that's when I made my second wish, right there on Billy Lee's paper cutout snowflake. I wished snow and joy would come back, not just for me, but also for Grandma Tucker and everybody else. And especially for my parents who were working so hard at the store these days. Peter's Peak was the highest point in town. From up there, you could see everywhere. It felt as if you could touch the sky. Billy Lee and I met there after school the next day to decorate the trees. I attached his snowflake first. Freezing wind whipped our faces as we headed down the hill. 
Those little bits of paper won't be able to stand up to this wind, I told him. Maybe, maybe not, he said. Depends on what you believe. He smiled his bright little smile. All night I worried. But as I listened to the howling wind, I remembered what Grandma often said. To see a thing through, just keep faith on one shoulder and hope on the other. Still, I whispered to the wind, please leave our ornaments alone. I couldn't believe it. Our ornaments were still there the next day, and every day after that. The Saturday before Christmas, Grandma asked me to help her decorate her tree. It was getting harder for her to bend down low and reach up high, and my parents couldn't leave the store during the holiday season. This was one of those times when I missed having someone my age around. The tree lights weren't working. I thought maybe they weren't plugged in all the way. I crawled under the tree and saw that wasn't the problem. Then Billy Lee wiggled in next to me. He pulled out the plug and blew on it like he was blowing out candles on a birthday cake. Try it now, Ellie, he said. The tree lit up. Grandma, I called, running to the kitchen. Come and see your tree. I tried telling her it was all Billy Lee's doing. I didn't want to take credit for something he had done. He said it didn't matter. All that matters is the happy feeling that Christmas lights bring. It seemed like the magic was doing its work. Two days before Christmas, Billy Lee brought me a different ornament, an angel. It made me think of the secret Grandma had told me about the snow. I thought the angel would be perfect for the top of her Christmas tree, because it wouldn't last outside. But Billy Lee insisted that we take it to Peter's Peak. As we hiked up the hill, the wind grew wilder and the sky churned with heavy, thick clouds. Before long, we found a safe place for the angel in the knothole of a tree. In the quiet of the night, I thought about Billy Lee and the little angel he had made for me. I wondered if the snow would ever come back. I wondered when my parents would look happy again. That's when I made my third wish, bigger than the last two. This time, I whispered to the wind. Take the snowflake ornaments up to the clouds. Take the angel too, if that will make all my wishes come true. That night, I had a most wonderful dream. My angel ornament floated up to the sky. The angel asked the clouds in the sweetest voice, Please let it snow again on Septon's Creek. Then, slowly and softly, snow began to fall. And mixed in with the snowflakes were the white feathers of angels' wings. When I awoke, something in the air tickled me under my skin. It was more than the excitement I always felt on Christmas Eve. I flew to the window. Snow. Snow really was falling. And it looked just as beautiful as Grandma said it would.
Mama and Daddy had to work at the store on this last shopping day, so I went over to Grandma Tucker's. I wanted to go to Peter's Peak, but I'd promised to help her bake cookies and wrap presents. On the way, I looked for Billy Lee, but I couldn't find him anywhere. Still, I was happy. Grandma greeted me with a huge grin and sparkling eyes. I knew you had the magic in you, she said. Once again, I wanted to tell her it wasn't all my doing. Everything is just as you said it would be, Grandma. Isn't it grand? And I want it to last. Just remember to unleash the joy. After I left Grandma's that afternoon, I raced up to Peter's Peak, hoping to find Billy Lee. I didn't see him, but I shouted, We did it, Billy Lee. The snow came back. The snow was already piling up. I plopped right down into it like Grandma had told me. I waved my arms up and down. I scissored my legs open and shut. I couldn't help laughing. I felt like I was flying. It was just like Grandma said. There was so much joy inside me, I couldn't hold it in. When I went home, I left one angel behind on the hill. Mama and Daddy met me at the door. Isn't the snow fantastic, Mama said, giving me a big hug. Then Daddy chimed in, after he cleared his throat. We have some good news, Ellie. Mama's face was shining. In spring, we're going to have a baby, Daddy said. If it's a boy, we plan to name him William. You could call him Billy. My third wish, my biggest forever wish, was coming true. We heard music in the air. People were singing carols somewhere nearby. I was so happy about the baby and about the snow. I could tell this was going to be the best Christmas ever. Let's go find the carolers, Mama said, taking Daddy and me by the hand. I had to tell Billy Lee the good news. Can we go up to Peter's Peak first? I asked. I want to show you something. When we got to the top, I could barely speak. Now there were snow angels all over Peter's Peak. You certainly were busy up here, Mama said, making all these angels. But I only made one. I pointed to it. That's strange, said Daddy. I don't see any new footprints in the snow. It must be Christmas magic, said Mama, hugging me close. Or Billy Lee, said Daddy, and this time it didn't sound like he was teasing. Above us, the moon glowed and the stars shimmered. One star shone the brightest. It seemed to make the snow sparkle. In the distance we heard, all is calm, all is bright. We found the carolers in the town square. It seemed that everyone had gathered there. Joy lit up their faces. Evan and Carolyn were throwing snowballs. They invited me to join in. Daddy picked up Mama and swung her around in a circle. She laughed a laugh I hadn't heard in a long, long time. After all the singing was done, I heard a whisper in my ear. 
You won't see me around much now, Ellie. It was Billy Lee. You'll be so busy with the new baby, you won't even notice. But I'll always be close by, he murmured. I knew he would. I believed in him, and he believed in me. And I'd be sure to let the new baby know that too, first thing. When I went downstairs on Christmas morning, there were more presents than I expected under the tree. One special one was wrapped in a paper that sparkled like the sunlight. Hmm, Mama said. I don't know who that one's from. But I did, and it turned out to be my favorite. So that was the end of the story, but it was a picture book. And on the last page, it actually has a picture of the gift that Ellie received, clearly from Billy Lee. It is an ornament of a little boy holding a banner that says, There is magic in believing in something good with all your heart. Good night. Christmas in the Time of Billy Lee Funny thing, Mama and Daddy said they never even laid eyes on Billy Lee. They said he was just in my imagination. He was more than make-believe to me, though, whether they could see him or not. So my first wish which I made on the brightest star in all the night, was that Mama and Daddy would know that he was real. When I told Billy Lee about my wish, he just said what he always did. Ellie, there is magic in believing in something good with all your heart. The day after Thanksgiving, Mama sent me to Grandma Tucker's with leftover turkey. Billy Lee walked along with me, he was like the little brother I'd never had, the best friend I'd always wanted. Every time I saw him, he had a story to tell. This time, he said it hadn't snowed in Septon's Creek for more than 50 years. I had to think about that. I couldn't remember snow ever falling. My parents had never talked about snow or the fun they had with it. All we got around here were ice storms and harsh, cold winds. Fifty years, I said. How do you know that? 
Ask your grandmother, he said, smiling with his bright little smile. It was just like Billy Lee to know something I didn't, even though he was younger than me. I did ask Grandma, do you remember the snow? Of course I do. She pulled me close. It fell soft as feathers and turned everything sweet as sugar frosting. It made everyone feel light, she sighed. Not like they are now. Then she got quiet. Is something wrong, Grandma? No, honey, just memories. Back in those days, folks were happy when snow fell. But then they got so busy, it seemed like they couldn't take the time to appreciate it. Some folks wished out loud that the snow would never come back, said it caused too much trouble, cost too much to clean up. Why does everything have to come down to money? I asked, thinking about my parents, who always seemed to be worried lately, talking together in hushed tones. It was almost like the snow knew it wasn't wanted anymore, and it just stopped coming. You have to appreciate a thing in order to keep on living with it. Then she brightened. But snow can make magical things happen. She whispered the next part in my ear. Plus, I know it's secret. Secret? Not everybody knows this, Ellie, but there is a mystery inside of snow. Tell me. There are angels hidden in the snow. When you unleash them, you unleash joy. How do you do that? When she told me, I said, that's hard to believe. She smiled. That's what makes it a mystery. I wish there was something I could do to make it snow again, I said. I do too. We need some magic around here nowadays. So, I decided I would try. In school the next week, Mrs. Bell taught us how to cut out paper snowflakes. At recess, I didn't go outside. I stayed at my desk and made a whole pile of them. And just like Grandma had told me, no two were alike. What are you going to do with these? Evan Mitchell asked. Decorate the trees on Peter's Peak, I blurted out. For Christmas, and to let the snow know we wanted to come back. The words floated from my mouth before I had time to stop them. It's not going to snow just because you wanted to, Eleanor, Evan said. My face stung. Carolyn Dorman stared at me. I wanted to say, I know, you have to do a whole lot more than that. But they would have laughed. When I got home, Billy Lee was waiting on my front porch. Close your eyes, Ellie, and hold out your hands. He teased, handing me a tiny object. When I opened my eyes, I saw that it was a folded piece of paper. It sparkled in the sunlight. Open it, he said. It was a snowflake, like the ones I made in school. But his was as delicate as lace. I held it to my cheek. I imagined those tiny pieces of lace floating down all around me, frosting everything in Septon's Creek. 
And that's when I made my second wish, right there on Billy Lee's paper cutout snowflake. I wished snow and joy would come back, not just for me, but also for Grandma Tucker and everybody else. And especially for my parents, who were working so hard at the store these days. Peter's Peak was the highest point in town. From up there, you could see everywhere. It felt as if you could touch the sky. Billy Lee and I met there after school the next day to decorate the trees. I attached his snowflake first. Freezing wind whipped our faces as we headed down the hill. Those little bits of paper won't be able to stand up to this wind, I told him. Maybe, maybe not, he said. Depends on what you believe, he smiled his bright little smile. All night I worried, but as I listened to the howling wind, I remembered what Grandma often said. To see a thing through, just keep faith on one shoulder and hope on the other. Still, I whispered to the wind, please leave our ornaments alone. I couldn't believe it. Our ornaments were still there the next day, and every day after that. The Saturday before Christmas, Grandma asked me to help her decorate her tree. It was getting harder for her to bend down low and reach up high, and my parents couldn't leave the store during the holiday season. This was one of those times when I missed having someone my age around. The tree lights weren't working. I thought maybe they weren't plugged in all the way. I crawled under the tree and saw that wasn't the problem. Then Billy Lee wiggled in next to me. He pulled out the plug and blew on it like he was blowing out candles on a birthday cake. Try it now, Ellie, he said. The tree lit up. Grandma, I called, running to the kitchen. Come and see your tree. I tried telling her it was all Billy Lee's doing. I didn't want to take credit for something he had done. He said it didn't matter. All that matters is the happy feeling that Christmas lights bring. It seemed like the magic was doing its work. Two days before Christmas, Billy Lee brought me a different ornament, an angel. It made me think of the secret Grandma had told me about the snow. I thought the angel would be perfect for the top of her Christmas tree, because it wouldn't last outside. But Billy Lee insisted that we take it to Peter's Peak. As we hiked up the hill, the wind grew wilder, and the sky churned with heavy, thick clouds. Before long, we found a safe place for the angel in the knothole of a tree. In the quiet of the night, I thought about Billy Lee and the little angel he had made for me. I wondered if the snow would ever come back. I wondered when my parents would look happy again. That's when I made my third wish, bigger than the last two. This time, I whispered to the wind, Take the snowflake ornaments up to the clouds. Take the angel too, if that will make all my wishes come true. <laughs>
That night, I had a most wonderful dream. My angel ornament floated up to the sky. The angel asked the clouds in the sweetest voice, Please let it snow again on Septon's Creek. Then, slowly and softly, snow began to fall. And mixed in with the snowflakes were the white feathers of angels' wings. When I awoke, something in the air tickled me under my skin. It was more than the excitement I always felt on Christmas Eve. I flew to the window. Snow. Snow really was falling. And it looked just as beautiful as Grandma said it would. Mama and Daddy had to work at the store on this last shopping day. So I went over to Grandma Tucker's. I wanted to go to Peter's Peak, but I'd promised to help her bake cookies and wrap presents. On the way, I looked for Billy Lee, but I couldn't find him anywhere. Still, I was happy. Grandma greeted me with a huge grin and sparkling eyes. I knew you had the magic in you, she said. Once again, I wanted to tell her it wasn't all my doing. Everything is just as you said it would be, Grandma. Isn't it grand? And I want it to last. Just remember to unleash the joy. After I left Grandma's that afternoon, I raced up to Peter's Peak, hoping to find Billy Lee. I didn't see him, but I shouted, We did it, Billy Lee. The snow came back. The snow was already piling up. I plopped right down into it like Grandma had told me. I waved my arms up and down. I scissored my legs open and shut. I couldn't help laughing. I felt like I was flying. It was just like Grandma said. There was so much joy inside me, I couldn't hold it in. When I went home, I left one angel behind on the hill. Mama and Daddy met me at the door. Isn't the snow fantastic? Mama said, giving me a big hug. Then Daddy chimed in, after he cleared his throat. We have some good news, Ellie. Mama's face was shining. In spring, we're going to have a baby, Daddy said. If it's a boy, we plan to name him William. You could call him Billy. My third wish, my biggest forever wish, was coming true. We heard music in the air. People were singing carols somewhere nearby. I was so happy about the baby and about the snow. I could tell this was going to be the best Christmas ever. Let's go find the carolers, Mama said, taking Daddy and me by the hand. I had to tell Billy Lee the good news. Can we go up to Peter's Peak first? I asked. I want to show you something. When we got to the top, I could barely speak. Now there were snow angels all over Peter's Peak. You certainly were busy up here, Mama said, making all these angels. But I only made one. I pointed to it. That's strange, said Daddy. I don't see any new footprints in the snow. It must be Christmas magic, said Mama, hugging me close. Or Billy Lee, said Daddy, and this time it didn't sound like he was teasing. 
Above us, the moon glowed and the stars shimmered. One star shone the brightest. It seemed to make the snow sparkle. In the distance we heard, all is calm, all is bright. We found the carolers in the town square. It seemed that everyone had gathered there. Joy lit up their faces. Evan and Carolyn were throwing snowballs. They invited me to join in. Daddy picked up Mama and swung her around in a circle. She laughed a laugh I hadn't heard in a long, long time. After all the singing was done, I heard a whisper in my ear. You won't see me around much now, Ellie. It was Billy Lee. You'll be so busy with the new baby, you won't even notice. But I'll always be close by, he murmured. I knew he would. I believed in him, and he believed in me. And I'd be sure to let the new baby know that too, first thing. When I went downstairs on Christmas morning, there were more presents than I expected under the tree. One special one was wrapped in a paper that sparkled like the sunlight. Hmm, Mama said. I don't know who that one's from. But I did, and it turned out to be my favorite. So that was the end of the story, but it was a picture book. And on the last page, it actually has a picture of the gift that Ellie received, clearly from Billy Lee. It is an ornament of a little boy holding a banner that says, There is magic in believing in something good with all your heart. Good night.